Hey guys, what's up? Happy Thursday. Welcome back. I also made it back. See, I didn't ghost you. I came back. You didn't think I was going to come back, did you? But I did. I did. And yeah, I might sound a little more hoarse than usual. I've been uh, fighting a cold, the good fight. Didn't know if it was COVID or not because, you know, I did get COVID back in January. So I was really hoping I didn't get it again because I went to not one, but two concerts this week. Two. Count it. Two. I've been on a concert rampage. There was nothing that was going to stop me from going to concerts this year because I've been deprived of them for two years because of COVID. Actually, I want to say like three since the last one I went to was like 2019. And so, you know, it was my time to shine. It was my time to get back out there. And it's a little weird. It's weird going to concerts after COVID again because you're surrounded by thousands of people. But I went to a bunch of concerts and they've been so good. Like there hasn't been, well, actually that's a lie. There was one concert that absolutely sucked. So I went, let's see. I think my first one of the year was Garth Brooks. Amazing. I've already seen Garth Brooks live before. This was my second time seeing him live and we had floor seats. So the you know, I usually don't get floor seats, but Garth Brooks is one of those artists. And I really wish other people would just take what he does because he, well, I mean, it sucks because you can't like stream him. He doesn't believe in streaming. He wants you to buy CDs the old school way. And as much as I love buying CDs, I don't got a Walkman anymore. I don't got a computer to put my music on something I don't have a CD player in our car but you know I will I'll let him do his thing except he doesn't even go on YouTube either and it's like bro I want to watch your old music videos like that should be something you should at least let people see is your old music videos even if you don't want them to stream your music but whatever I move on from that little tiff he makes all of his concert tickets the same exact price. No matter where you sit, you're going to pay the same exact price. So when I went and seen him the first time, every ticket was $69. I seen him in Boston. Every ticket. So no matter where you sat, you could have been front row, you could have been nosebleed, $69. So this time around, when I went and seen him at Gillette Stadium, $100, no matter where you sat. And uh, my friend was like, I don't know how close you want to get. I was like, as close as possible, girl. It's only a hundred bucks. And she's like, what? And I'm like, hell yeah, a hundred bucks. Let's go. So we got real close. Like we could have been even closer, but you know, I can't complain about like row 14 at a Garth Brooks concert. That is just something you cannot complain about. And it was so good. The concert was amazing. Gillette Stadium was real empty, though, for a sold-out show, and that's because all these stupid scalpers out there that are trying to buy up these tickets and then resell them because they know that people just buy them at resale. Hear me out. I know how much you want to see somebody, okay? I I get it, all right? I 
there's so many artists that have sold out and I wanted to see them so bad, but don't give in. Do not buy those resale tickets. As much as you really want to see those artists and support your artists, don't do it because there is there needs to be a change. And these artists don't pay attention to this stuff because they don't care about you. They care about the money. And as long as you're giving in to this stuff, they'll just still do this to you. It is not right that a ticket normal price is like maybe $80 and then someone will resell it for a thousand. That's not right. And we have to stop letting this happen. And Garth Brooks is one of those artists. You are not allowed to resell his tickets. He does not allow it on Ticketmaster at all. So all these people that bought up these tickets and were planning on reselling them, they couldn't because the Ticketmaster wouldn't allow it because he doesn't allow it. And so then I saw on Facebook Marketplace, every single person was like trying to sell these tickets. Like one girl was like, I got four tickets for $700. Haha, <laughs> girl, I know you didn't pay that much for your tickets because I bought mine and they were only like, it was $100 with everything. So if you bought four tickets for $100, that math does not equal. And I can't do math. And I know that $100 four times is not $700. So don't fall for the scams. Stop buying resale tickets. Same as Morgan Wallen. I went and seen Morgan Wallen. We bought those tickets for a ridiculous amount of money for where we were. But they weren't like, they weren't expensive for just the ticket. But all the fees, it came to a ridiculous ridiculous amount of money for all the fees that they were charging for this concert and then everyone I am on this train wagon of country fans suck and I'm a country fan so you can include this in me like me in this sorry you can include this in me you can include me in the category if you want but they suck They're trash before the concert even starts. They push you. They try to start fights with you. And it's always these tiny, tiny blonde little girls. Now, I don't want to stereotype you blonde little girls, but you're like 21 years old. And I know you're still a child, but you have to realize at one point or another, Morgan Wallen is not going to bring you on stage and make you his wife. That just doesn't happen anymore. If you want to be a groupie, you have to find other ways, but he's not going to bring you on stage. He's not going to see you in the crowd and go, that's the one. I am going to marry her. That just doesn't happen anymore. I'm sure it happened at one point or another. I hear stories from the 80s and the 90s. That stuff just doesn't happen anymore. And these girls will literally fist fight you Because you're just standing there and they want to be in your spot. And it always happens at a country concert. I saw Sam Hunt a few years ago. Same thing. I had a girl literally sitting on me, sitting on my lap while I was standing up because she wanted my spot. And I had to be like, bitch, this is my spot. I don't know what you want from me. But it ain't going to be this spot. And I had to fight her for it. I had to fight her. So I'm just convinced that country concerts 
I love them, but your fans, they suck. They just suck ass. And then I went and seen Halsey. She's great. Seen Taking Back Sunday. Great. This week I went and seen Pitbull and I went and seen The Used. Oh, fantastic. Well, Pitbull sucked. The venue, just how they set up their lawn, that sucked. Like that that whole thing. But Pitbull didn't suck. He was great. The Used, Rise Against, great. I hadn't been in a crowd like that in so long. Because like, other than fighting girls at Morgan Wallen, I haven't been to a rock concert in even longer. And my anxiety nowadays cannot handle crowds at rock concerts. So there were a bunch of bros near me. I knew these bunch of bros were about to mosh and your girl, mm-mm, it's just not for me anymore. I mean, it never was for me, but I always could just push them back, whatever. But I'm still going to enjoy a rock concert. I don't have to be in like the center with the mosh pits and the wall of death to enjoy a rock concert. I can admit that I am old to where I don't need to be there anymore. So I just excused myself from my friends. I wasn't going to ruin their time because I've now learned to kind of stand alone at concerts when my friends are just not having a good time or they need to walk around or they need to whatever. I'm just in, I'm just learning to, I don't have to leave with them. I can stay and enjoy myself. And I didn't want them to leave because one of the girls, like this was her birthday concert. And, you know, I don't want to interrupt that time. That's what growing is, you know? So I just excused myself. I went to the little corner against the wall. I just rocked out by myself because no one else knew the used near me. So... I didn't have anybody else, but I met a girl. She went to a Nirvana show in Boston because she was a little older than me. So we kind of bonded on that. It was pretty sweet. I've never met anybody that actually saw Nirvana live. So that's kind of cool. And yeah, that's how I'm sick because I have been in crowds filled with germs that I haven't been in a very long time. And my body is just not handling it because I took two COVID tests and there's nothing, but my throat and my lungs are just not healing. Like I can take some Dayquil and I'll feel fine, but it's just not getting there. And I want it to stop already. I don't want to be sick because I'm now in the process of moving. I am being kicked out of my apartment because they sold it. So between moving and working these weird hours at my job and stressed and sick, oh, I'm I'm over it. And everybody said I was probably sick from stress and lack of sleep and everything going on in my life, which could very well be true, but I when did this start happening? I don't want to I'm never the type of person that was sick because of stress. I handled stress great. I am a stressful person. But I think because I became soft that this is now affecting me and I don't like it. See, I, I should have just not fixed myself. This is the problem. And this is with the topic that I was getting at to today. I just wanted to tell you that I went to all these concerts and they were great and I was sick. But the main reason is I was going to bring up my um, therapy. Yes, your girl went to therapy. So while I've been gone, because the other episodes did delete that I had before, 
your girl kind of went into a downward spiral just a little bit. Um, so I had some, well, I mean, I guess you guys know some of the stuff from last year. You know, I was having some, uh, boy issues. I was just on this journey of being over sexual, over like just being over the top, trying to get all this stuff out of my system. And I really think that was because of you know, COVID. COVID really made a lot of us crazy. And I was being trapped in the house. I turned 30 during a pandemic. 32 now, by the way. But, you know, I, when you're supposed to be going into this new decade of life, you know, this new chapter, I'm closing out my 20s. I'm going into my 30s. People say your 30s are the best time of your life. You know, everyone says 20 suck. In reality, I mean, other than me actually being out of the house, the my 20s did suck. There was never, I emotionally, there was probably never a really good time because it was just drama all the time. It was, I just was confused. I didn't understand life pretty much. Like I was judgmental. I was angry at the world because there was things that, I blamed others for when in reality, it was probably just all my trauma and all my insecurities. And I projected it on other people. And that's what you do in your 20s. I don't want to like, that's not even victim blaming. That is your 20s. Everybody is that way. Some people just never grow out of it. Some people will continuously always live on that way. But I know people that are newly 21 now. I work with people that are in their like the middle of their 20s and they're exactly how I was. And you can still be childlike. You can still be immature in your 30s. I I mean, there's there's no age limit to what you can like be at a like uh, for things you do like going out and you know concert stuff like that you don't have to be an adult okay that's not what I'm getting at but everyone in their 20s we do not know what we're doing because you're leaving a life where you were in high school you were you know, you went by your parents' rules. You you went by the rules of society because that's what they push on you when you're in school. And then now you're in your 20s and your, your mind is thinking what everybody else made you think. You never had your really your own real opinion. And so now you have to kind of form to life. You meet people that lived a different life than you have different experiences that never knew you like these are new people in your life never someone you went to school with and so that's when you really start to form other opinions and a lot of dramatic stuff happens because you're growing from something that you were never allowed to do when you were young you're free and then that freedom isn't always taken you know, in the best interest for you. And that was definitely me. And so in my 30s, I was excited to 
well, when I thought it was going to happen, like you 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 expect your 30s to be different. I knew of people that turned 30 before me. So then they were like, 30s are great. 30s are great. And then I turned 30 in a pandemic. and But I still was stuck being 29. And so then I turned 31 in a pandemic. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm still stuck. Like I'm still acting the same way. I'm still having the same problems. I don't want to be this way anymore. I thought I was going to be something else. I thought my life was going to be different. And so then I tried too hard to be different. I tried too much. I pushed myself so much that after all the actions that happened to me in January and then happened you know, February, March, it was like, it was just a lot. And um, by the time, like May-ish, I, I decided that I needed therapy. So some of the stuff I'm going to get into eventually, I don't want to do it all in this episode, but um, this was just more of how I got into the therapy. So I was losing a lot of people in my life again, you know, for a while, I, especially when I lost my friends the first time over a guy, um, a guy that I wasn't even seeing that I made up this thing in my head that I thought it was something, it really ended up being nothing which is a whole other journey on its own. But I just, I, and I, I became a self-help book. Like, and I still love the self-help books. I do. But I was changing myself for other people. They didn't like what they saw. They didn't like how I acted. They told me that. And so, when I became, um, you know, a walking meme, a walking, oh my God, I am a butterfly that has soft wings and I'm flying in the sky, you know, that type of thing. They loved me for it. I love this new Erica. I love this person. And I've discussed before that I didn't feel like I should be that person. I felt like a fraud and it made me feel worse because I've never been one to, for peer pressure. I've always just been me. Just that's who I am. And if you don't like me how I am, I don't need you in my life. But because everyone was leaving, I said, oh, well, maybe I am supposed to be different. And I did change for myself. And then changing, I realized I hated it. So I then went to the dark spiral because all this stuff was happening to me. And I said, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make the worst decisions for myself. Some I thought were great. I don't regret things that happened, but could they have been handled differently? Yes. And so my birthday came around and it was still even more like, I was trying to change for the better and it still wasn't working for me. It was like, I thought I was changing again. Like I just kept going through these changes. Like I'm going to be the girl that everyone wants. No, I'm not. Now I'm going to be like 
this crazy girl because that's what you guys wanted again and it was just not working I just kept changing myself and nothing was working and then I felt so numb I just did not feel connected to anything and I just didn't know what to do with myself like what am I supposed to do how am I supposed to keep people around like I always 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 have felt like people have left me in my entire life and so I just never want to be connected to people because they always leave always and it just kept happening and sometimes I was like is it my fault like I'm I'm doing things that they want I'm trying to communicate I'm trying to have them communicate with me I'm trying to be more open I'm trying to be more sexual I'm trying to be everything and it's still making people leave and I was so confused. And so I decided it was time. Like I I needed therapy. And I had, I, I know I talked about losing one of my friends. And she came back into my life. And like she supported me getting the therapy. And, you know, before the therapy, I... I was trying to reach out to people. I tried to talk to people about stuff and it was more of like they wanted to listen but only on their time. Like they like I went on a date and you know my friend asked how was the date and we talked about it for maybe 5 minutes and it, it went back to her talking about her problems with somebody else. Like she, it was like why do I even talk to anybody? Because they they don't want to listen. Like I could go for a two-hour drive and listen to somebody about their problems. And the moment I tried to open up, nobody was listening. And so I needed to have somebody to talk to. I I needed an ear. And so I started it in June... I went through BetterHelp um, and my therapist, I went to him for two months. So I'm no longer in therapy because I changed jobs so I couldn't afford therapy anymore. But um, he, he really did help and he really did listen to me and... You know, I I really found out a lot of things about myself. Um, you know, he reassured me that I'm allowed to be rude. And that was one of the things that, which is really weird to say. Um, but that was one of the things that I feel like I lost about myself. And my friend that came back to my life, she even said it. She said, but that's what I always liked about you, that you were who you were and you would tell somebody like if that if you they if you didn't like that about them, you would tell them. And that was the first time somebody had agreed with me that they liked that about me because I was always told you're a bitch. Um, I like this you better. I blah, 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 you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. And by her saying that, and then by my therapist agreeing with it, he was like, why? Like, because I told him, I said, 
I used to be like that. I used to be able to confront people and tell them, like, I don't like this. I don't like that you're doing this. And because I did that and so many people left, I felt like I couldn't I couldn't speak up anymore. And so he reassured me. He's like, no, it's okay to be rude. If you're not being heard and someone's not understanding you or respecting your boundaries, you are allowed to be rude. And for so long, I just thought that's why people left. And it wasn't because they were leaving. It's because they didn't like that that was me. They they didn't like me being me because they want to control the narrative of how my life was and it's just it was it was such a relief to be able to just talk to someone again and I could be myself like I could explain my problems and it didn't have to be like oh well you know, the butterflies, the butterflies wouldn't tell you to be that way. So you should just float into the sky and look at the sun and the clouds and be happy because not everybody is happy. We can't all be that way. And and I am willing to try to be that way, but I, I don't want to always just be the happy person. I want to stand up for myself again. I I I liked that about me and so he helped me bring that back out and you know he was a, he was really a therapist that was about relationships which everybody told me that you will probably get rid of your first therapist. Um well, I didn't mean to get rid of him right now because of the money, but I definitely probably would switch because as much as he did help me, he really mostly managed relationship stuff wise. And I really want to get deeper into like why I'm like this, why my relationships um fail, like what inner trauma. But, you know, I learned that I'm a person that falls in love with words of affirmation um, I take, you know, someone, not someone being nice to me, because I don't fall in love with every person that is nice to me. But it's, it's the guys that show that they care too much. And not too much, because they're my friends, like they want to be my friend. But I think it's because I've had so much um trauma with men in my past that ones that are nice to me makes me feel seen and not nice to me in a way that's like over sexualized it's when they they listen and they make you feel special and i had to realize that they they can still be my friend, even if I have a romantic interest in them. It's just because I was falling in love with their words. And obviously, I found them attractive. So then you put it all together. And that doesn't mean that they were that way to me. And so then I had to go on my journey of 
apologizing to a lot of people that, and not also apologizing, I mean, taking accountability of what I did, I should say, and then also um, just telling them, like, this is, this is why I was that way, and bring you into this chaotic mess. Um, not mess, but, you know, I, I really, I just, I just got them. I don't even know how to really put into words, I guess, you know, it, it should have been my own doing to set the boundaries with certain people and, If they were my friend, they also should have known certain boundaries they should have been doing with me. But we're also people and people make mistakes. And, you know, I just, I had to write letters. That's what I was calling it. I had to write letters to people. It was kind of like, P.S. I love you. But not in a cute way because hers were just about how she loves her crushes. And me was just about, hey, I'm sorry that I was in a dark place. And then all of our friendships had to end with me being chaotic and it's okay to admit that I was chaotic and that I let my boundaries down and let people do things that I would never have been comfortable with and that was like the big thing that me and him discussed was I realized that I let teenage Erica and like young 20s Erica control my process of thinking that every time I did something she was ashamed of me because I set rules up for myself when I was that young rules that would never apply to an adult but she didn't want to live the life that she was already living and you know I didn't have the best life growing up and I just I want I didn't I wanted better for her and that's just not how life is And I realized that as an adult, but I let myself, and I'm letting myself in my 30s do things that I should have done in my 20s. And I think it's harder to process as an adult because this is stuff that you should have already experienced and went through. And other people have already went through that stuff too. And so... No one can connect with you as an adult because they've all moved on and they're all doing, you know, they're not, they don't have to deal with this kind of stuff anymore, if that makes sense, because they dealt with it as a teenager. And so, you know, I, now I'm trying to, we called it middle Erica, where I could still have those boundaries that 20 year old and like, 
you know, like 16 to 22 year old Erica wanted, I can still have those boundaries. But I have to realize that I'm allowed to change and I'm allowed to be like crazy and you know I can I can be wild and free because I'm an adult I'm allowed to just make those those decisions now but I don't have to be so hard on myself when I do them but I still need to have somewhat of a rule for myself so that's like where the middle ground is and I know I'm getting emotional but these are this is a happy emotion these are emotions that I kept trapped for so long and let me tell you every therapy session I freaking cried and it was the worst because you only have an hour and then I was just crying but it was like all just like this built up emotions and it feels it feels good now after everything that I've talked about and I'm gonna you know like I said I'm gonna get through some of those experiences that I talked about in therapy because you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for this hot mess. You're here for me just crying randomly on a Thursday. But yeah, it's just, I, I learned that. And you know, maybe I'm sure he would, I'm sure he would hate this, but I just don't share anything anymore with people. I mean, I'm going to share it with you, but to an extent, um, I I had to learn to be there for myself and again which made me go back to like journaling and everything and um I feel like <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> remember sick um ugh, I hate coughing it sounds so gross on here but I think it's going to sound toxic the way this is going to come out. And I don't mean it in a toxic way. It's just you do have to learn that not everyone cares. And he gave me great advice that people give you toxic puff advice, which means that they want to sound like they're there for you, but they're not. They just like knowing that they're there for you. They like saying that they're there for you and that they want to listen to you. And then if you talk to them, they just give you simple word advice. Um, and I'm sure I have been a criminal of doing this. But especially when it came to dating, uh, I you know, it's the type of advice of there's other fish in the sea. You just have to love yourself first you know those type of like everything like people that have been in a relationship for a very long time don't understand what it's like to be single now in 2022 compared to when they were single in like 2017 the world has changed a lot and it's it's just toxic to tell someone that you have to love yourself if you don't even love yourself. There are so many people that I know that have problems that are in a relationship. And so when you tell someone you have to love yourself to be loved, who says? Like, 
it's so toxic to tell someone that you don't deserve love because you don't love yourself. And so I'm sure, again, I've said it to people. And that's why we grow. We don't have to always stand by things that we said when we were a certain age. And so that's why I learned that there are just certain things that you just got to keep to yourself and you can journal, you can tell your therapist or you can, you know, talk to a a podcast about it. Uh, And it just it just helped me a lot more. And I do still get lonely. I still do feel like I don't have anyone in my life. And those type of feelings won't ever go away, especially since I haven't, you know, really dug deep into why I feel like this. I'm sure I know the reasonings, but, you know, once I find a therapist that will help me actually take the steps to get rid of those feelings, it will be fantastic. And I can't wait to afford a therapist again. I recommend therapy to everybody because they just listen. They're, they're there to listen. They're there to not judge you. Um, you know, he, he was just, he was just really good at doing that. You know, there was nothing I said was wrong. It was more of like, let's just focus on how we fix why you feel that way. And, um, he told me that I had to take compliments more, which really sucks because I hate taking compliments because I feel like I don't deserve compliments and that people are lying every time they give me a compliment. And I'm sure that's just another one of my toxic things, but I have learned to accept the compliments and that you're not conceited or cocky when you, um, when people say things about you, like on here, I'm not very, you know, it's a learning process doing podcasting. I definitely probably sound better than when I first started, but I'm not very good at speaking out loud. Uh, I've always been that way, uh, like a stage fright type of thing. I probably could have learned how to speak publicly better. It just didn't. It just didn't come to me. Um, but I can write things better. Um, my words articulate better <laughs> when I write. Uh, so one of our uh, things on BetterHelp is you can journal. Like you can journal every day and you can allow your um, therapist to see it. And when I did therapy, other than a lot of crying, I I always sound very confused when I spoke words out loud and, you know, he noticed it too. Like, I would be all over the place like I am on here. <laughs> but he complimented me because when I journaled, he said I was, like, I was really good at, like, writing. And, like, no one's ever told me that before because I can't spell to save my life. But you just don't hear stuff like that. You don't hear um, that people... I don't know, maybe because maybe cause friends assume so. And I guess with getting all this help and finally reaching out to people and writing the letters, um, you know, I realized more things about myself, like that people 
did appreciate certain things like me being blunt and um you know like he said that I was very good at putting words together and very good at um like writing out the scenario because every time I had a problem you know I wrote it as a story like it was there like I gave so much detail and that's what he said he's like you're in your writing you give a lot of detail and I went back and read some of my old diary, which I should just read them on here. They're hilarious. But I went back and read some of my old diary entries. And it was like I was writing an opening scene of like a teen drama. And and so it just felt good to hear that. And to other people that I reached out to, you know, um, it was good hearing that people said that I was a good listener and that. Um, that I was like a really good friend, which I never realized because I just feel like I've always been told that I'm a bad friend. And so, you know, that's what made me soft. I just became soft guys. And so it was just good to like, therapy has helped me maybe close off certain things, but also open up and be softer I guess and I've still I'm still hard Erica like don't try me I'll still fight you in the club bitch don't try me but it feels good to to try to be more open and I and uh maybe everybody trying to make me a self-help book that's what they were trying to do they were just doing it in the wrong way And that's why I needed somebody that wasn't my friend to help me be that way. And yeah, like it's just, I I don't want to, every experience that I have, make it so I can't do it again. Like I have to be open to things, even if it breaks my heart, even if it sucks and you feel lonely and you do all this, you still have to keep trying. Even if I don't want to keep trying, I still have to keep trying. And that's just really, you know, what therapy has has taught me about my boundaries. And so it just, it, I, like I said, I journal a lot more. I, um, as much as he wanted me to do, like, he really wanted me to stay on Bumble and Tinder and all that for dating-wise, um, I chose to delete all of those. Like, I I even just deleted Facebook dating. Um, I know that's kind of how you meet people now, so there's no escaping that. Like, there's, no, I can't, I'm probably not going to meet anybody, but for right now, like, I just, I had to delete those apps I deleted a lot of people off social media people that were just um giving me breadcrumbs but not giving me the whole loaf and so I set boundaries for myself like no more no more sending sexy time photos even if you're like oh but I'm in the mood I just want to do it anyways like no more no more of that um no more trying to give effort where I know the effort is not 
believe people's words. Like if they don't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. You cannot change somebody's mind that way. Um, you just, you know, you give as much effort to somebody as the effort they give to you. And yeah, that's, <sighs> there's a lot more to it. And, um, you know, in time, we'll get there. I don't want to spoil all the fun in one episode because trust me, your girl still was wild. I'm telling you, there's there's biting involved. There's strip clubs involved. There's one night stands involved. So, you know, we'll get to that fun stuff too. But I just wanted you guys to know that I did go get therapy and I was trying to help myself. And I'm still hot mess because I cried during this again but we're we're on our we're on our way to bettering ourselves but he still said I could be a hot mess he didn't disagree that I couldn't be I just can't allow myself to get bitten so you just have to wait for that story that's just a that's a whole other ball game oh I'm exhausted <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed my emotional rant. I will make it a little more fun next time. But until then, if you are someone you know is struggling in life, please go get help. Please listen to your friends that need help. If they are screaming that they need help, listen to them. Communication is key. And if someone is definitely coming to you and giving you the signs that they need it, take that. Don't ignore your friends that need help. Everybody needs help out there. They do, okay? Everyone. And, you know, at last year, I would literally sit at my old work and just think about, what if I just died right now? Like, do I even care if I just die? Those are intrusive thoughts. And not everyone has that, which I learned. Not everyone has intrusive thoughts. And so if you know that people are like that out there and they choose to come to you for that help, don't ignore them. Don't, even if you have a lot on your plate, everyone has a lot on their plate. And I'm sure those people are willing to listen to you too. Because if someone's coming to you for something, that means they trust you enough that they they would listen to you just as much. And if you feel like you don't have anyone to listen to, like I felt, try BetterHelp. And I know that it's expensive. Um, I got my first month for free. I think it still offers. It was through Ariana Grande. So betterhelp.com slash Ariana Grande. I believe she's still giving one month away for free. There's also another one. It starts with a C. My friend is doing. That one's even cheaper than BetterHelp. But there's always a suicide hotline. You know, all of that stuff is right there. Those people will listen to you too. Uh, there's forums. There's, you know... It, Facebook groups, there's so many people out there that will listen. So 
if you feel like you need to talk to someone, reach out to someone because someone will understand. Reach out to me. If you know how to find me on social media, you can reach out to me too. I got an Instagram, you know, Confessions of a Hot Mess. You know how to find me. <clears throat> and yeah, just know that there are people that do want to help you and they're out there. And if your friends do need help, help them. Don't let people be lonely and, you know, the gym only works so much. Music only works so much. Journaling only works so much. Sometimes someone needs that hand just to squeeze and know that it's going to be all right. They just need the ear to listen to the words. They don't even want the advice. They just need to talk. So be that person for them. Yeah, I hope that y'all have a beautiful day and love each other, hug each other, kiss each other, be there for each other. Until next week. Love ya.